I'm going to ask you to go with me, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Vamos a ir esta noche a Primera de Corintios, el capítulo 12. Uh, we're going to start reading at verse 1. Vamos a comenzar ahí en el verso 1. We'll read down to verse 10. Vamos a leer hasta el verso 10. We've been talking about life in the Spirit. Hemos estado hablando de la vida en el Espíritu. And tonight I want to speak on the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Quiero esta noche hablar sobre el poder del Espíritu Santo en nuestra vida, en tu vida, para hacerlo así personal. I want to speak about the power of the Spirit in your life. Beginning here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray by the mute idols, however you were led. Therefore I made known to you that no speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one says Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are very varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of ministries, and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another the gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another the effecting of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would anoint my lips of clay tonight to teach the Word of God, and this uh, Word would be life-giving and impacting to the individual ministry and life of every member of this church. We ask this in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. The church said, Amen. Tonight I want to speak about the life or the power of the Spirit in you. Vamos a hablar esta noche sobre el poder del Espíritu en ti. Every Spirit-filled believer has access to the power of God. Cada creyente bautizado lleno del Espíritu Santo tiene acceso al poder de Dios. And I'm going to begin tonight speaking uh, on very practical and basic terms. And then we'll go a little bo- a bit more in depth into this passage we've read. Vamos a comenzar esta noche hablando uh, muy prácticamente. Y luego uh, vamos a profundizar hacia este pasaje. But I want you to be aware that every spirit-filled believer has access to the power of God. Cada creyente tiene acceso al poder de Dios. This power is given to you by God for the common good. Este poder se le da al creyente para el beneficio del cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo. First of all, uh, the power of the Spirit is an empowering to learn. Primero, el poder del Espíritu Santo es un empoderamiento para el aprendizaje, para aprender. 
There are some people who struggle in academics. Hay quienes batallan en la académica. They struggle to learn. Batallan para, para aprender las cosas uh, académicas. They struggle to retain academic truths. But then they uh, become filled with the Spirit. Luego son llenos del Espíritu Santo. Y comienzan a tener uh, un avance académico. They start having an academic breakthrough. They start being able to retain things uh, specifically and especially about the Word of God. Comienzan a poder re retener las, la, la, las cosas que han aprendido concerniente al poder o, o la palabra de Dios. I've shared with you many times that my father was a preacher of the gospel. Mi padre fue predicador del evangelio. And uh, he preached all over the world. Predicó en todo el mundo. But he was unable to read. Mi padre predicó en, en muchas naciones del mundo, pero nunca supo leer. Uh, al fin de su vida aprendió, pero muy uh, básicamente. He did learn toward the end of his life, very basically. He was, uh, he was dyslexic. Tenía la enfermedad de la, de la dyslexia. And when he was in school, they didn't offer much help to that situation. No, no le habían ofrecido mucha ayuda. Entonces vivió casi la mayoría de su vida con esa limitación. He lived the greater uh, part of his life with that limitation. And yet, uh, there are many like him. Hay muchos como él. Sin embargo, lleno del Espíritu Santo, however, full of the Spirit, he was able to do great things for God. Pudo hacer grandes cosas para Dios. In fact, I think he probably did some things that he would not have done if he had been able to read. Sin duda, hizo cosas que no pudiera haber hecho sin poder, si él tuviera la habilidad de leer. And that is because it created in him a dependence upon the power of the Spirit. Esto formó en él una dependencia sobre el poder del Espíritu Santo. But the Holy Spirit will teach you. And He'll help you to learn. El Espíritu Santo te enseña y te ayuda a aprender. If you look please in Exodus chapter 31 verse 1 through 5. In Exodus capítulo 31 verso 1 al 5. Vemos esto obrando. We see this working there. The Bible says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, the son of Uri, grandson of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Dice ahí la palabra del Señor Jehová hablando. Yo he escogido a Bezalel y lo he llenado con el Espíritu de Dios. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom. Le he dado gran sabiduría, ability. Habilidad and expertise in all kinds of carpentry. Le he dado sabiduría, habilidad y le he dado a ser experto en la carpintería. Now just imagine that this is a very practical thing that God gave Bezalel, the son of Uri. He gave him the ability to learn carpentry. Le dio la habilidad para aprender la carpintería. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving, mounting gemstones, and in carving wood. 
He is a master at every craft. Él ahora será maestro de la carpintería y también de la formación del oro y de la plata y de las piedras preciosas. I want you to just think about this. God took a man who came out of Egyptian slavery, a slave in Egypt, where they made bricks uh, and they and they built with the labor of their hands. Ahí en Egipto este hombre fue esclavo, uh, hizo ladrillo uh, por uh, parte de su esclavitud. But now the Spirit of God comes upon him. Ahora el Espíritu de Dios viene sobre él, and now he is a master craftsman. Ahora el Espíritu de Dios viene sobre él y ahora es un carpintero maestro. The Holy Spirit will give you the power to learn. El Espíritu Santo te da el poder para aprender. Now the reason this was necessary, la razón que esto fue necesario, was that God was instructing Moses on the building of the tabernacle. Dios estaba dando instrucción a Moisés para la edificación del tabernáculo. And the power of the Spirit is such that if God needs something done that you don't know how to do, He will teach you how to do it. El poder del Espíritu es tal que si usted tiene que hacer algo para Dios y no lo sabe hacer, Dios lo hace, lo, le enseña cómo hacerlo. Say this with me tonight. The anointing knows what to do. Say it again. The anointing knows what to do. La unción sabe qué hacer. I don't know what God has called you to do. Most likely, you were not born with all of the skills that you need to do the will of God. Sin duda, usted no nació con todas las habilidades que usted necesita para hacer el poder de Dios. But this is life in the Spirit. Esta es la vida en el Espíritu, dejando que el Espíritu Santo nos enseñe. Letting the Holy Spirit teach you how to do the things that you don't know how to do on your own. So I want you tonight to just look uh, straight ahead at your vision from God, your dream from God, your calling, and just smile at your future and know that the anointing on the inside of you knows what to do to produce in you the result that God wants to produce in your life. Say amen, somebody. Esta noche usted debe estar confiado que cualquier que sea la necesidad o el llamado o el sueño o la visión que Dios haya puesto delante de usted, que esa visión se va a llevar a cabo porque la unción en ti sabe qué hacer y cómo producir las cosas que Dios quiere que tú tengas en tu vida. Now, the second verse I want you to go to, ahora vamos a ir a Gálatas. Capítulo 5, verso 16 al 24. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 24. Talking about the power of the Spirit. Estamos hablando del poder del Espíritu Santo. Galatians 5, verse 16 through 24. The Bible says, live by the Spirit. Everyone say that, live by the Spirit. Dice ahí la palabra, vive por el Espíritu. He says, I say, do not gratify the desires of the flesh, for what the flesh desires it opposes is opposed to the spirit. And what the spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. 
For these are opposed to each other to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissension, faction, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Here's number two. The power of the Spirit will give you access to the fruit of the Spirit. Aquí está el número dos. El poder del Espíritu te da acceso al fruto del Espíritu. The Spirit of God operating in your human spirit will produce the character and nature of God. El Espíritu de Dios obrando y operando en tu vida va a producir en ti el carácter y la naturaleza de Dios. Now these are the things that result from living by the Spirit. Estas son las cosas que resultan de vivir en el Espíritu. And the, 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 the Bible says that these things are produced as you and I uh, walk in them. Estas cosas se producen cuando usted y yo vivimos y caminamos en el Espíritu. Love. Are you seeing love in your life? Joy. Are you experiencing joy in your life? Peace. Are you making peace in your life? Or are you quarrelsome? Patience. Are you seeing yourself patiently waiting on the promises and the fulfillment of the answered prayer that you have made. Kindness. Are you a good person to be around? Or do people wince when they see you? Generosity. Are you willing to give? Are you willing to share? Faithfulness. Do you uh, do what you say you'll do? And that you have committed to do? Gentleness. Do you show uh, this kind of gentle uh, attention and, and affection toward others? And especially toward your family. Self-control. Do you find yourself saying no to the flesh and yes to the spirit? When you are walking by the spirit, you have the power to produce fruit. When you are not walking by the spirit, when you are disconnected from the, uh, the, uh, the Lord, then the Bible tells us that we can't help but produce the fruit of the flesh. And the works of the flesh, which the scripture reads here, are evident. And they are obvious. Jesus said, if you abide in me, then you will bear fruit, good fruit and much fruit. Jesús dijo, si habitas en mí, vas a dar fruto, buen fruto y mucho fruto. How many of you want to bear fruit? Are you bearing fruit right now? That is the power of the Spirit operating in your life. Este es el poder del Espíritu Santo operando en tu vida. Now, I'm, I'm going through these with you tonight because before I get to the spiritual gifts, the juicy stuff, 
the stuff everybody wants, like working miracles and casting out demons. I just want you to know that if you're doing all of those other things, but you're not loving your neighbor and you're not, you're not loving your family, then God says that uh, you don't know who he is. None of those things will profit you at all if these fruits aren't being manifested in your life. Say amen, somebody. El fruto del Espíritu es manifestación del la, la, de, poder de Dios en tu vida. Y antes de llegar a los dones del Espíritu, que es donde muchos desean llegar y quieren tener la experiencia de los dones, primero es necesario ver el fruto en nuestra vida. ¿De qué sirve hablar en lenguas si también con la misma lengua hablamos del vecino? No, es necesario dar fruto del Espíritu. It's necessary to bear fruit of the Spirit. Es necesario que nuestra vida, nuestra actitud, nuestras acciones reflejen el poder de Dios en nuestra vida. It's necessary that the, the power of God be evident in our life through our character. Listen, church, character counts with God. Mire, iglesia, el carácter todavía cuenta con Dios. Amen, somebody. It's not enough to just have power in action, but it's important to have power in character. Es necesario tener poder en nuestro carácter. Now we arrive at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which we read tonight. Ahora llegamos a Primera de Corintios 12, que hemos leído esta noche. And we read here that there are spiritual gifts. Aquí leemos que hay dones del Espíritu. This is part of the power of God operating in the life of the believer. Esta es parte del poder de Dios operando en la vida del creyente. Now, I want you to understand that these are spiritual gifts. Estos son dones espirituales. The word there in the Greek is charisma. La palabra ahí en el griego es carisma. It means a gift of grace. Este es un don de gracia. You and I have received gifts from God, but these gifts are a gift from God's, of God's grace. Estos dones que hemos recibido son dones de gracia. In other words, there was nothing that you or I did to deserve them. No, no hay nada que usted y yo hicimos o podemos hacer para podernos ganar estos dones. So first of all, we need to understand that these gifts are, are, are grace gifts. Estos son dones de gracia. You can't earn them. No los puedes uh, ganar. No te los puedes ganar, no los puedes comprar. You can't earn them and you can't buy them. In the book of Acts, when the apostle was performing miracles by the power of the Spirit, a man named Simon came to him and said, How much do I need to give you so that you can give me this power? And the apostle uh, told him, basically cursed him and said, This is not for sale. What I have is from God. It's a gift from God. It's not something you can buy or sell or trade. It is a gift of God's extraordinary favor toward man. Este don no se vende. Cuando en el libro de los hechos uh, Simeón quiso comprar los dones del Espíritu, el apóstol lo, lo, lo regañó diciendo que esto no se vende. Esto no es para vender ni para ganar porque es un don de la gracia de Dios. 
Second thing you should know about the gifts of the Spirit is that they are given as the Spirit wills. Estos dones son dados como el Espíritu los distribuye. The Holy Spirit is the one who has distributed the gifts. Que el Espíritu Santo ha distribuido estos dones como Él lo ha deseado. De acuerdo a la voluntad de Dios. It's according to the will of God. Now, I don't, I don't know that you can necessarily ask for a specific gift. No creo que es necesario o particularmente uh, posible que usted pida los dones que usted quiera. Sino que Él los da de acuerdo a su voluntad. He gives them according to His will. He gives them according to His purpose. And más que eso los da de acuerdo a su propósito. Listen, church, every spiritual gift has a purpose. Los dones del Espíritu tienen un propósito. La unción tiene un propósito. The anointing has a purpose. The Bible says that Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, The Spirit of God is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That word because is very important. Dice Lucas 4, Jesús leyendo, dice, El Espíritu de Jehová está sobre mí. ¿Por qué? Porque me ha ungido para predicar libertad a los pobres. O buenas nuevas a los pobres. The Holy Spirit has given you a gift because of something. El Espíritu Santo da el don con un, una meta en mente. The Holy Spirit has a, a goal in mind. And I can promise you the goal of the Spirit is not to make uh, a particular person famous. Uh, la meta del Espíritu Santo no es que hacer a alguien famoso. It's not to make a church famous. The goal of the gift is to accomplish the purpose and the will of God in the life and uh, of that person and in the life of the church. El, la meta del, del don es lograr el propósito de Dios en la iglesia. Y en esa congregación y también en esa generación. If you have a gift, it is to be pointed at a specific purpose. El don se da para que sea apuntado hacia un propósito en particular. And I believe that God operates by the use it or lose it principle. Yo creo que Dios opera a través del principio de usarlo o perderlo. If you have a gift that you don't use... You will find yourself being cut. Uh, si usted tiene un don que usted no usa, se va a encontrar siendo podado. The Bible says that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he cuts it off. Dice Juan 15, cualquier uh, brazo o, o uh, pámpano en mí que no produce fruto, él lo corta. Well, here's, the, here's the good news. The good news, bad news, is that the branches that do bear fruit get cut too. Y las, los pampanos que sí dan fruto también son cortados. The, the branch that bears no fruit gets cut and it gets thrown into the fire. But the branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it can give more fruit. El, el, el pampano que sí da fruto lo poda para que dé más fruto. And so there's cutting either way. Hay una, una, uh, hay una cortada, hay una podada de cualquier manera. But God's desire is for you to aim that gift toward His purpose. El deseo de Dios es que usted dé ese don hacia el propósito 
de Dios. Uh, I'll mention this uh, as you uh, consider that thought in the 1940s, 30s and 40s, there was a great healing revival in the United States. En los 90, uh, perdón, en los no, 1930 y 40, hubo un gran avivamiento de sanidad en los Estados Unidos. And you can look and, and read and you can still see video of the great healing campaigns that took place. Se puede ver aún y leer de los, la gran campaña de sanidad que se llevaron a cabo en esos días. And there was a movement called the Voice of Healing. Había un movimiento llamado La Voz de la Unción. And uh, many, many evangelists were in that healing movement. Muchos evangelistas fueron parte de ese movimiento. Uh, evangelists like A. A. Allen and, uh, uh, and um, William Brennan, evangelistas como A. A. Allen y William Brennan, también el hermano Kenneth Hagin y hermano Oral Roberts, men like Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin were all part of that movement. Dozens, maybe even hundreds of men in America being used by God specifically with one of these powerful gifts of healing. But most of them uh, ended up uh, out of the ministry or they ended up uh, burning out. Muchos de ellos, la mayoría, salieron uh, o fuera del ministerio o salieron en, una, en un fracaso ministerial. A great number of them ended in scandal. Muchos de ellos terminaron también en escándalo. Some of them survived. Algunos de ellos sobrevivieron y salieron adelante and became what would, uh, we would know or recognize as generals in our, in our world today, in the spiritual world. Uh, uh, algunos de ellos siguieron adelante y los reconocemos hoy como generales entre el pueblo del Señor. What was the difference? ¿Cuál fue la diferencia? Uh, the ones that I have heard talk about it have put it like this. Uh, los que yo he oído platicar sobre esto lo, lo han dicho de esta manera. And although Billy Graham was not uh, a healing evangelist by any means, he bore, bore witness to this at one point as well. Uh, hermano Billy Graham, aunque no fue parte de ese ministerio, dio testimonio de esto también. And this was basically the fact. Every one of those ministries that built the ministry on the gift of healing ended up either burning out or ended in scandal or just simply fading away. Cualquier ministerio que edificó su ministerio sobre el don del evangelismo, perdón, sobre el don de sanidad, resultó o en fracaso o um, simplemente se disminuyó hasta que llegó al nada. But those ministries that didn't build on the gift, but rather built on the word, those ministries continued. Los ministerios que no edificaron sobre el don, sino que edificaron sobre la palabra, esos ministerios continuaron. You see, it was never God's idea or his plan for them to build their ministry on their gifts. They were called to preach the gospel. The gift had a purpose. And that purpose was to point people to Christ. And this is important for you and I to recognize. If you and I build our ministry on our gift, we won't go very long. We have to build our ministry on the Word of God. On the preaching of the Word of God. Say amen, somebody. Kingsway Church has to be built 
on the Word of God. Why? Because the one thing that will survive the times is the Word of God. La cosa que permanece para siempre es la palabra de Dios. And the, the, the gifts come in order to bring people to the Word. Los dones vienen para llevar al pueblo a la palabra. And wherever a ministry was built on the gift, then sooner or later the gift faded away or the gift uh, was, was um, burned out. But when the, when the person built on the word of God, there was a vastly different outcome to that ministry. Are you understanding me tonight? You have a spiritual gift, but that spiritual gift is not the foundation of your life. That spiritual gift is a tool in your life to bring about the purpose of God. And what is the purpose of God? That men may know Jesus. That the gospel of the kingdom may be preached in this world and in this generation. Say amen somebody. And so we do not build our lives or Kingsway Church or our ministries on our giftings. But we use our gifting for the purpose of bringing men to Jesus and bringing women to Christ. These gifts are the power of God operating in our life. Esos dones son el poder de Dios operando en nuestra vida. They are a gift of grace. They are a gift of, uh, of they're given by God's sovereign choice and they have a purpose. They have an agenda and God seeks that you and I would fulfill that purpose and that agenda. Now who has these spiritual gifts? ¿Quiénes tienen estos dones espirituales? Everyone shout everybody. Everyone has a gift. Todos tienen un don. That doesn't leave out or exclude a single member of the body of Christ. No hay ningún miembro del cuerpo de Cristo fuera de esta realidad. Todos tienen un don espiritual. You were saved and you were gifted. Usted fue salvo y a usted se le dio uh, un don. Read with me uh, verse 4. It says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. Varieties of ministries, the same Lord. Varieties of the same, uh, of, of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. How many persons? All persons. But each one. That means everyone is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Dice ahí el verso 7, cada uno a cada uno se le ha dado la manifestación del Espíritu para el bien de todos. Each one is given a manifestation. A cada uno se le ha dado la manifestación del Espíritu. That means you and I both have gifts of the Spirit. Usted y yo, a ambos tenemos dones del Espíritu. What are these gifts for? They're for the building up of the body of Christ. ¿Para qué son estos dones? Para la edificación del de pueblo de Dios. Listen, the body of Christ is built when we exercise our gifts. El cuerpo de Dios crece cuando ejercemos nuestros dones y cadece cuando no ejercemos nuestros dones. The body of Christ grows and increases when we minister our gifts and it lacks when we hold back our gifts. These gifts 
are necessary for the body of Christ to fulfill its purpose. And so when you hold back your gift, you're holding back everybody. Si usted tiene su don, usted va a tener a todos. We need your gift. I need your gift. Yo necesito tu don. Y usted necesita mi don. We don't all have the same gifts and we don't all have all the gifts. No tenemos todos los mismos dones y no todos tenemos a todos los dones. Now, if I have all the gifts, I don't need you. And if you have all the gifts, you don't need me. So I don't have all of them. And you don't have all of them because we need each other. Say amen, somebody. Yo no tengo todos los dones. Y usted no tiene todos los dones para que usted y yo no necesitemos uno al otro. So when the body of Christ is each one contributing their gift, their ability, the whole body increases. The whole body is blessed. Cuando cada uno en el cuerpo del Señor usa su don, entonces cada uno puede ser de bendición al cuerpo. Y cada uno puede ser de bendición a otro. We benefit one another. Nosotros somos de beneficio para uno al otro. And guess what? God expects us to benefit one another. Dios espera que usted y yo vamos a ser de beneficio uno al otro. Now I'm going to go through tonight the three lists of the gifts of the Spirit. And I want you to uh, at least underline them in your Bible. And if not, I want you to jot them down. And we're going to see what the gifts of the Spirit are. And I want you to begin to identify what are the gifts that God has given to you. Esta noche vamos a ver las tres listas de dones del Espíritu que existen en la Palabra del Señor. Y mientras lo hagamos, quiero que usted las subraye o escriba una lista y luego comience a identificar cuál es el don que Dios le ha dado a usted. Are you with me? ¿Cuándo están conmigo esta noche? Say amen, somebody. Are you with me? All right, let's start here since we're there. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 6. Primera de Corintios 12, verso 6. Ahí donde estamos. Vamos a leer. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given, here's the first one, the word of knowledge through the Spirit. Number two, the word, pardon, the word of wisdom is number one. The word of knowledge is number two. And to another, faith by the same Spirit. Ahí tenemos la palabra de esencia y la palabra de conocimiento, la palabra de sabiduría o la palabra de esencia y luego la fe. And then we have, after faith, healing by the same Spirit. Then after healing, miracles. After miracles, prophecy. After prophecy, the distinguishing of spirits. After the distinguishing of spirits, various kinds of tongues. After tongues, the interpretation of tongues. Are you seeing these with me? And then after the the uh, gift of interpretation of tongues, he says, but one and the same spirit works all things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. All right, so let's look at those. 
word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, the effecting of miracles, prophecy, the distinguishing of spirits, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. There are nine gifts in that list. Ahí vemos nueve dones en esa lista. The word of wisdom. I'm just going to give a brief summary for each one. La palabra de sabiduría. This is God speaking through a spirit-filled person uh, so that they can give wisdom to someone regarding a decision or a, uh, a, a, a work that they must do in their life. La palabra de sabiduría es el Espíritu Santo hablando a través de una persona para dar una, un consejo, una, una palabra de sabiduría uh, de dirección para la vida de alguien más. This is a general word. Esta es una palabra general that will distinguish it from the next gift. Esta palabra es algo en general. And many times, I'll, uh, I'll mention this because I want to uh, explain how perhaps this gift is operating in our church. Uh, esta palabra opera a veces en nuestra iglesia mientras yo predico. I believe the word has given me the word of wisdom. Yo creo que el Señor me ha dado el don de sabiduría. And often without me knowing it, uh, uh, seguidamente, uh, sin que yo lo sepa, I will be preaching and I will be saying something that specifically addresses a need or an area in someone's life, in our congregation. Uh, yo puedo oír uh, testimonio de cómo Dios usa ese don. Y yo puedo estar predicando y sin saberlo, estar dando una palabra de sabiduría y Dios dirige esa palabra hacia alguien y después ellos me dicen, Pastor, yo necesitaba oír eso. And I'll hear many times, Pastor, I needed to hear that. That was right on time for me. That was God's word for my life. Esa fue la palabra de Dios para mi vida. Esa fue dirección de Dios para mi vida. That's how God operates that gift in my particular experience. Esa es la forma que Dios opera en mi, uh, en mi experiencia en particular. But it might be that someone comes to you and says, Look, this is what I'm going through. Or this is the problem I have. Or this is the decision I have to make. And because you're walking in the Spirit... God gives you a wisdom. God gives you a word of wisdom. He gives you a general revelation of the direction that person should take. And you are operating in this gift. And this might not give you chill bumps. And it might not make you shake and quiver. But this is an important gift for the body of Christ. Este es un don muy importante que necesitamos entre el pueblo de Dios. Now, I'll, get, I'll be honest with you. I would much rather have the second gift. Uh, I mean, yo prefería tener el segundo don. The word of knowledge, however, is specific. La palabra de ciencia es más específica. The word of wisdom is general. The word of knowledge is specific. It's surgical. La palabra de, de sabiduría es general. Pero la palabra de ciencia es algo como uh, un cirujano. And so you might have someone come and, uh, and say, you right there, young man on the second row, come up here. The Lord said that by Tuesday at noon, you are going to receive the answer to such and such prayer request. 
And, uh, and with a very specific word of knowledge, they're operating in a, in a gift which we would normally call the prophetic. I want you to notice though, these are both prophetic gifts. Ambos son dones proféticos. But one is operating very surgically. Uno opera como un cirujano. Bien específicamente. To address a specific or a unique thing in someone's life. Now I say, I'd much rather have that gift because this gets a lot cooler. Uh, yo digo, me prefer, yo prefiero tener ese don because that's, that's cool, right? When that guy comes to town, the church is full. Cuando ese, ese hermano llega a la iglesia, todos quieren venir porque todos quieren una palabra. Everybody wants a word uh, when that prophet's coming to town. So that's a lot more uh, fun. Ese don es mucho más divertido. Pero Dios no me dio ese don a mí. God never gave that gift to me. And so uh, oftentimes uh, when someone will come to me and say, Pastor, I, I want you to pray over me. I need a word. I don't have a word, brother. I don't have anything to tell you uh, in particular because that's not my gift. I had a funny situation happen to me. Uh, God was probably picking on me a little bit. I was in Chile, and um, the women, the women were having their retreat. Las mujeres estaban teniendo su retiro, and I happened to come uh, to meet with the bishop of our churches there. Tocó que llegué a tener una cita con el obispo ahí, and I said, Bishop, I'm going to be in such and such town on this date. Um, can you please tell the pastor? Uh, that I'll be arriving at such and such hour. Uh, le dije, obispo, puede usted decirle al pastor de la iglesia fulana que voy a llegar a esta uh, cita en este tiempo. He said, you know what? His wife's here right now. Let me, uh, let, you can tell her personally. Dijo, bueno, la esposa del pastor está aquí ahorita. Deja y usted le va a decir personalmente. Well, they were in the middle of the altar call. Ellos estaban en medio de la... De la, del, del llamamiento al altar, and you know Pentecostal altar calls, and, and, and usted conoce los llamamientos del altar, and so someone goes and taps on her shoulder and says, come here, Pastor Isaac has a word for you. Le dicen a la hermana, ven para acá, el Pastor Isaac tiene palabra para ti. So now she's really worked up. Ahora está llorando y esperando una palabra profética. Now she's crying and she's expecting a prophetic word. And all I have is, I'll be there on Tuesday. Todo lo que yo tengo que decirles que yo voy a llegar el martes. What a letdown. Uh, pobre hermana, uh, la decepcioné mucho porque esperaba una palabra de, de esencia. She was expecting a word of knowledge. Uh, I just had a, an agenda item I needed her to know about. So, but this is not the gift God gave to me. Dios no me dio ese don. But every once in a while, He will. Uh, de vez en cuando, sí me lo da. And when He does, I'll operate in it. But it's not my everyday gift. Are you understanding me tonight? I don't want you to feel like, well, if I don't have that gift, then I'm not special, then I don't have anything to say. If if you didn't get that gift, it's because that's not the purpose of God for your life. Say, it's okay. The gifts you get are going to be just as powerful, just as important. Then we see the gift of faith. Luego vemos el don de fe. Now, the Bible says that God has given to every man a measure of faith. Dice la Escritura que Dios le ha dado a cada uno una medida de fe. 
Say, I have faith. Diga, yo tengo fe. But there's a gift of faith which God gives to particular people. Hay un don de fe que Dios da a personas en particular. Y este don es para que ellos ejercicen la fe de una manera mayor. This is a gift given so that people can exercise the gift of faith in a greater way. For example, the, uh, the healing evangelist A.A. Allen, on one occasion, uh, needed fuel for his several 18-wheeler trucks, and they didn't have any money. So he said, put water in the tank. That's the gift of faith operating. If you don't have the gift of faith, don't you dare put water in your tank. El hermano Allen un día se les acabó el combustible. Tenían algunas varias trocas de, uh, para mover el equipo de la carpa y dijo, échenle agua. Es el don de fe operando. Si a usted no le dio, dieron ese don, no le eche agua. Pero él, he had them put uh, water in the tank and the trucks ran. Say amen, somebody. Ellos le echaron agua al tanque y la, las trocas se movieron. Es el don de fe. That's the gift of faith operating. Ese es el don de fe operando. This is the, the, uh, uh, the, the faith of God operating specifically in the life of that individual. La fe de Dios operando en la vida de esa persona. Then we have the gift of miracles. Luego tenemos el... Uh, el don de milagros. The ability to work and effect miracles. La habilidad de operar en los milagros es un don de Dios. We see it all throughout the book of Acts. Lo vemos a través del libro de los hechos. And I believe that God is still doing miracles today. Yo creo que Dios todavía obra milagros hoy. Say amen if you believe that. Then we have the gift of prophecy. Luego está la, el don de profecía. Now prophecy is the ability to foretell and foretell. La profecía es la habilidad de hacer dos cosas. It can operate in both ways. De declarar algo futuro o de proclamar. Most people that you see who have the ability to preach are operating in the gift of prophecy. They are forth, they are foretelling or they are proclaiming the word of God. As la mayoría de las personas que usted ve predicando la palabra con efecto son personas que están operando en el don de profecía. Están proclamando la palabra de Dios. And uh, they are operating in that gift. I believe God has given me the gift of prophecy. Yo creo que Dios me ha dado el don de profecía. And then there are others who, for, who foretell or they tell the future. Hay otros que proclaman no solamente la palabra, pero el futuro. Este es el don profético. Uh, we have had some modern day prophets. Hemos tenido profetas en nuestro día moderno. One of them was uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce, what's his name? In uh, Wilkerson. Bruce Wilkerson in, uh, in New York. Uno de ellos fue el hermano Bruce Wilkerson que operó en el don de profecía. He not only proclaimed the word of God, but he also told uh, many things that are happening today. Our prophecies that he gave uh, are being fulfilled today. He had a uh, ability to tell the future. And 
this is manifested in the, in the Bible, interestingly, in the ministry of John the Baptist. I'll give you this example. John the Baptist never foretold a future event. And yet, the Bible calls him the greatest prophet. Juan el Bautista jamás dio un, un evento futuro. Jamás dijo, va a ocurrir esto. All of his ministry was proclamation. Su ministerio fue proclamación. Entonces, el profeta no solamente dice el futuro. The prophet does not just tell the future. But the, the prophet proclaims. And many times, the task of the prophet is to tell people what's going on right now in the spirit. Eh, muchas veces, el, el ministerio del profeta eh, es decirle ahora al pueblo qué es lo que está ocurriendo en el espíritu. Y declarar la realidad espiritual. To declare a spiritual reality. I believe that this gift is operating today as well. Then you have the distinguishing of spirits. También tenemos el uh, discernimiento de espíritus. This gift is the ability to discern what spirit is operating in a particular person. Este don es la habilidad de discernir cuál es el, el uh, espíritu que está operando en una persona en particular. And the Lord has allowed me to operate in this gift as well. El Señor me ha dado la habilidad de, de uh, operar en este don también. Now the, the distinguishing of spirits operated in my father's life, so I got to see this personally. Este don operaba en la vida de mi padre. Lo vi personalmente. Uh, on one occasion, I remember we were in a church in Dallas. Una ocasión en una iglesia en Dallas, he was preaching. Él estaba predicando y de repente se detuvo. Suddenly he stopped and he said, there is, a, there is a, an evil spirit in here uh, that is uh, wanting to disrupt the service. Dijo, hay un espíritu inmundo que quiere de, uh, desordenar el culto. And he began to pray against that spirit. Comenzó a orar en contra de ese espíritu. And the pastor did not believe in that sort of thing. El pastor no creía en eso. You could see that he was laughing. Uh, el pastor se estaba riendo. Suddenly, the woman sitting behind the pastor grabbed him by the throat. De repente, la mujer sentada detrás del pastor lo agarró del, de, del cuello. And all of a sudden, that pastor became a believer. De repente, ese pastor se hizo creyente. And I remember very well that pastor dragging that woman who had him by the throat up to the altar so that my father could uh, do the deliverance. Luego, el pastor... Se, se vino con la mujer hasta que llegaron al altar para que fuera liberada. So I've seen that operating uh, in my father's life. And I remember vividly uh, moments when we would go to pray for a particular house. And the Spirit of God would reveal to him the spirits that were operating in that house. And I've seen God do this in my own ministry. Uh, on one occasion they brought to me a young lady that was... Uh, demon possessed. They said she was demon possessed. She didn't look demon possessed. She looked normal as far as uh, that could go. And I asked her, I said, are you demon possessed? She said, I don't know. I don't think so. And so I began to pray under my breath in tongues. And as I was praying, this, the Holy Spirit said, rebuke the spirit of jealousy. And so I said, uh, young lady, I'm going to pray against the spirit of jealousy. Immediately, a man's voice came out of her and said, No, she's mine. And now I knew we had a demonic possession going on in that young lady. 
Just like that, the Spirit of God revealed what spirit was being dealt with in that young life. This gift is needed today. Say amen, somebody. We need this gift today. Now, you as a believer can discern. The Bible says that you are to test every spirit. La Biblia te, te dice como creyente que debes examinar cada espíritu. And this gift needs to be in operation in our lives. Then we have the gift of tongues. Luego tenemos el don de lenguas. Now I want to di distinguish this as well. Quiero distinguir esto también. Because when you are filled with the Spirit, cuando el creyente es bautizado en el Espíritu Santo, the believer receives the gift of Spirit, with the, uh, the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. El creyente recibe el don, o, o la, la, el don del Espíritu Santo con la evidencia de hablar en otras lenguas. And the tongues are a prayer language. Ese, esas lenguas son un lenguaje de oración. They are language for prayer. But this gift, specifically here, is a gift that is given for public proclamation. Este don es diferente en que es dado para la proclamación pública. Paul writes in the later chapter here, he says that the, the prayer language of tongues is that what it was, is to edify you. Cuando usted ora en lenguas, eso es para la edificación de usted mismo. But the gift of tongues is that gift given to a member of the body of Christ to give a message in tongues to the church. El don de lenguas es diferente a la, a, a la lengua que uno habla en la oración. So what I want you to see is that every spirit-filled believer has the ability to pray in tongues. But not every believer has the gift of tongues. Todo creyente tiene la habilidad, o bautizado en el Espíritu, tiene la habilidad de hablar en otras lenguas en la oración. Es un lenguaje de oración. Pero no necesariamente tiene el don de lenguas para el ministerio público. This gift has been operating um, throughout history in the church. Este don ha operado históricamente en la iglesia. For example, uh, the... the um, The, the man of God who went to uh, Guinea as a missionary. And in the book called Before We Kill and Eat You. Uh, the, the cannibals in that, in that uh, story were about to kill him. And they were about to uh, kill him because he interrupted one of their sacred ceremonies. And so they told him in their language, Do you want to say anything? Do you have any last words before we kill and eat you? And uh, he started praying in tongues, except he started to speak in tongues. The gift of tongues was operating in his life. And as he began to speak in tongues, it started to back off. And when he asked his missionary uh, translator, he said, what's going on? He said, I don't know, but you speak their language better than I do. And he was preaching the gospel to them in their native tongue by the power of the Spirit. Say amen, somebody. When I was a little boy, I remember hearing my grandmother who was not able to speak English. She never spoke any English in her life. I remember her deliver a message in tongues to the church in perfect English. That'll give you the heebie-jeebies any day. When grandma starts speaking a language she doesn't speak, and you realize there is a God in heaven, and he works in humans. He works in people. Come on, somebody. That gift is still in operation in the church. 
And then there's the gift of interpretation of tongues. That's the ability to hear a message in tongues and interpret it into the language spoken by the congregation. Luego está el don de hablar o de interpretar lenguas. Este don se presenta para poder interpretar las lenguas que se han hablado entre la congregación. And this gift is so important. The Bible says that if someone speaks in tongues, but there is no interpretation, then that person should remain quiet until the interpretation comes. And this is a, a valuable gift to the body of Christ. This is un don muy de mucho valor para el cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo. In the, in the few minutes we have left, let's go to Romans chapter 12. Vamos a Romanos capítulo 12. And we're going to begin in verse 6. Comenzando en el verso 6. Now some of these gifts are repeated. Algunos de estos dones en esta lista se repiten de la lista previa. Uh, they are repeated from the previous list. But we're going to mention them quickly. Lo vamos a mencionar brevemente. The Bible says there in verse 6, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. Here they are. Prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. Service, in his servant, serving. If he teaches, in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberality. He who leads with diligence. And he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Here we have this list now. Here they are. Prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, generosity, leadership, mercy, and mercy. Now these gifts are a little different from the ones we just saw. The previous list is what we would call the power gifts. La, la lista previa la llamaríamos los dones de poder. These gifts are a little more on the practical side. Estos don, dones operan en una manera más práctica. Now we already saw the gift of prophecy, but now we have the gift of service. This is what uh, generally we would call the gift of helps. Este es el don de ayuda, el don de servicio. And these are the gifts that manifest in the ability to serve the body of Christ in the practical day-to-day -day responsibilities of the body. Este don opera para dar ayuda, para dar servicio al cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo. We have people who come every week, uh, week after week, twice a week, for free, for years, to clean the church. You best believe they have the gifts of service. Hay personas que vienen dos veces, dos veces por semana, cada semana, cada mes, cada año, por años, a limpiar la iglesia. Ellos tienen el don de servicio. How do you know if you have the gift of helps or the gift of service? If you're done with serving after a month, you probably don't have the gift. Si ya se cansó de servir después de un mes, a lo mejor no tiene el don. But you see people operating in this gift month after month because it is their spiritual gift. Guess what? It takes the power of God to deliver a message in tongues and it takes the power of God to serve the body of Christ for free. Say amen, somebody. And to do so without grumbling or complaining. Then we have teachers, the gift of teaching, the ability to explain. 
and expound the word of God. Luego tenemos el don del maestro, la habilidad de explicar y exponer la palabra de Dios. One of the important gifts of the body of Christ. Una, una, un don importante. Then we have the gift of the exhorter. Luego está el don de la exhortación. When I was growing up, the word exhorter meant uh, regañar or to get after people. Cuando yo estaba creciendo, la palabra exhortar significaba regañar, corregir. But when you understand the, the, the word in Greek, it has nothing to do with that. It means to encourage. Everyone say encourage. El exhortador es uno que anima, no que regaña, que anima. The exhorter is not someone who corrects, but someone who encourages. There's a man in the book of Acts named Barnabas. Hay un hombre llamado Bernabé en el libro de los hechos. His name was actually not Barnabas. That was the nickname they gave him. And Barnabas means encourager. Le dieron el sobrenombre Bernabé porque era animador. And whenever somebody that Barnabas saw had a gift, a calling from God that nobody else believed in, he would take them under his wing. He did that with the Apostle Paul. Barnabas encouraged the gift of Paul until Paul became an apostle and a leader in the church. We need encouragers today. Say amen, somebody. Necesitamos animadores hoy. I've seen the gift of encourager manifested in people who, whose simple uh, ministry is to write notes of encouragement to members of the body of Christ. And to say, hey, I noticed what God is doing in your life. And I just want to tell you to keep it up. You're bearing a lot of fruit. God is using you. Don't give up. And those notes of encouragement have built up the body of Christ. We need encouragers. And these people do it as a gift of God. El animador es alguien que anima, que estimula al, al servicio al Señor a través de este don operando en su vida. Then there's the gift of generosity. Luego está el don de generosidad. The ability to give large sums of money and to give of one's time and of one's resources generously for the purpose of the gospel. El don de generosidad opera en la persona que tiene la habilidad de dar grandes cantidades de dinero y grandes cantidades de su tiempo y de sus recursos con el fin de añadir al cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo. Now, the, the Word of God gives us, all of us, the responsibility of giving. A todos se nos da la responsabilidad de dar. But there are some who have this special gift. A, a, a gift above and beyond that uh, which you and I might do normally or naturally. Then there's the gift of leadership. Luego está el don de liderazgo. The ability to lead people. La habilidad de ser líder, de guiar. Uh, the other uh, way we could define this is the gift of administration. También se define como el don de administración. Leadership and administration is not a very glossy gift. I've never heard someone at the altar crying and say, God, give me the gift of administration. We all want the shiny, glossy gifts. But this one is so important because, listen, if everybody spoke in tongues... We come in here one Sunday, there'll be no lights. Who, who forgot to pay the light bill? Well, we don't know. No one's administrating. No one's administering the resources. 
Somebody's got to do the administration. Say amen, somebody. Somebody's got to lead. Years ago when I began the uh, summer school of ministry, I was 26 years old. And people would come up to me, pastors, and they would say, Brother Isaac, we're so proud of you. You're such a good leader. You're doing such a great job. And I would walk away saying, I hope they don't know I'm making this up as I go along. I don't know what I'm doing. And, but the gift of leadership was operating in my life. Guess what? The anointing knows what to do. I said, the anointing knows what to do. And then we have the gift of mercy. The ability to show compassion and hospitality to people. My parents operated in the gift of mercy. Mis, mis padres operaron en el, en el don de misericordia. Este don de hospitalidad, this gift of mercy is also hospitality. From my childhood until just about the time that my parents went to be with the Lord, desde mi niñez hasta casi al momento que mis padres fueron uh, llamados al cielo, I, we never lived alone. Nuestra casa nunca fuimos nomás nosotros. We never had a Thanksgiving, just the family. Jamás tuvimos un día de acción de gracias, solamente la familia. My father and mother were always taking in people. I call them strays. We were always taking in strays. And not for a night or two, for months, years sometimes. Siempre estaban recibiendo gente. Y a veces se quedaban unos días, la, mayor, la mayoría del tiempo, meses, a veces años. That's a gift. There's no way you can have an, a, a member, a, an outsider living in your house for months without complaining and doing it cheerfully unless you have the gift of mercy. But thank God there are people who've had the gift of mercy because they have come next to the lepers uh, in in our in our world, and they have served them, and they have come next to those who are infirm and have served them. They they work in our nursing homes, they work in our hospitals. When we are grumpy and grouchy and rude and mean because we're sick and hurting, these people come alongside to be a blessing. Come on, somebody! They are the face of Christ to a hurting world. It requires a special gift to do that. I don't have time to go to the next list, but I'll let you read it. It's in Ephesians chapter 4. But let's stand together tonight. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to join me here in the altar tonight. And I want us just to come into a place of faith and say, God, help me to activate the gifts that are in my life. Come on, everybody, let's come to the altar tonight. Vamos a venirnos a este altar esta noche. Y vamos a tomar un paso de fe y decir, Señor, quiero activar los dones en mi vida. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. Paul says to Timothy, and I read this to you tonight. I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift which God gave to you by the laying on of hands. That's your job, Christian. That's your job, believer, to fan into flames the gift, the spiritual gift, which God gave to you. And God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. So I want to encourage you tonight to stir up the gift. 
Fan the flame of the gift of God which is in you. Es tu responsabilidad. Avivar el don que Dios ha puesto en ti. That's your job. God gave you the gift, but you have to exercise it. Stir it up. Father, tonight I pray for a stirring up of the body of Christ. A stirring up, specifically, of Kingsway Church. That we might stir up the gifts that you have given the body of Christ. Spiritual gifts. Gifts of power. We need them now. We need them today. And you've deposited in these believers the power to do the will of God and fulfill the purpose of God. I pray for grace to aim their gift toward your purpose right now and that they would accomplish the will of God in their generation. Father, I pray for these young ladies who've been stirring up their gift, who've been creating this podcast for the purpose of preaching the gospel and teaching a new generation the word of God. God, they stirred up their gift. I pray that you would meet them with power. Meet them with blessing. Give them favor. Give them an audience. Cause them to grow. Cause them to expand. That the kingdom of God may increase. In Jesus' name.